You are listening to Digging In Podcast, presented by Rooted Wealth Advisors. Welcome back to another episode of the Digging In Podcast. I'm your host, Kencho Kelly, helping you get those questions answered to and through retirement. What better way to kick off season two than to meet our new client relationships manager, Miss Samantha Wilhoyd. Hello. (laughs) Crowd goes wild. Hey, good to see you today. Yeah, good to see you too, Kench. For those of you that haven't had the pleasure of meeting Samantha yet, she is the first voice you hear when you call our office. And um, tell me a little bit about what your client relationship manager position entails. Sure. So I am the person, like you said, first person that you hear when you call in and have any questions. I answer questions for our clients and for people interested in becoming clients and direct people to the right person to get answers if I don't have them. Directing somebody where to find something, and we don't use the Dewey Decimal System here, (laughs) uh, which you have in-depth knowledge of. Tell me a little bit about your background and what you did before you came to us here at Rooted. Sure. So I worked primarily in customer service. Uh, For the past 10 years, approximately, I was in the public library field, and I worked in different public libraries throughout Illinois. Um, Started off here strong in Bourbon A and then tried a couple of other ones. And that was, I've done that, yeah, for 10 years. I've been in all different positions in that, and uh, it's also very customer service patron focused. Well, I know I've learned a lot about libraries from you. I thought they were all the same. Just like, I'm sure people think all uh, retirement firms are the same, right? But they're unique in their own way. You helped, relieve me of some of my ignorance when it comes to libraries that's uh that's probably putting it nicely but how do you feel like the transition's been i really enjoyed when we interviewed you um just about your heart for customer service and how you really just wanted to help people how's that transition of skills been uh the transition of skills has been relatively simple i've definitely had to learn a lot coming into this position um, because the skill sets are slightly different the questions are different the information that i'm sharing is different but at the heart of it being there for the person on the other side of the phone being there for the person who comes into the office that is all very much the same and that's was and is my favorite part about being in a servant role for any kind of organization so it's one of my favorite things about being here Now, as you've gathered, we enjoy stories here at Rooted Wealth Advisors. We really feel like that helps us connect with people, not only the people we work with, but but clients and prospects. And we do a lot of storytelling. Tell me the story about how you ended up at Rooted. Okay. So I was working in a public library, Matson Public Library District in Matson, Illinois, which is about 30 minutes away from where I live. And I realized that maybe it was time for a career shift, that maybe I wasn't um, meant for public libraries forever. And so I just kind of was gently nosing around and like what might be out there. And the 
position for the customer relationship manager came across my news, you know, my job feed. And I was like, you know what, that really sounds like something that I could be very passionate about. It sounds very customer service focused. It sounds very much within my wheelhouse of things that I enjoy doing. And it's closer to home. So I reached out and was really lucky to be called in for an interview and then eventually hired. The rest, as they say, is history. Um, kind of going back to what we talked about earlier, you've obviously never worked in the financial services field before. Has there anything uh, that's really stuck out to you as like, oh, I need to put that in the back of my mind and do this for retirement or this for my personal finances? Just there's something to be said for being around advisors and a marketing team who's constantly focused on on finances and what the market looks like and what interest rates are doing or inflation. Is there anything that you've kind of picked up as uh, as you're fresh to this world? Yeah. <laughs> My very close friend was like, Samantha, you working here at this firm is really doing wonders for my financial <laughs> like experience because I've learned like, hey, you want to put all like if you get money, you want to put it into a Roth like for investments. And because that's, you know, your tax free bucket and learning a lot about just like how taxes work which is not something everyone knows about. I definitely didn't. So learning more about how taxes work, learning about when to invest, what when you can take a risk, and like what all of the different options or a lot of the different options of no like in-depth like information, but that basic, like it's really been insightful. And it's definitely shown to me the importance of what a healthy and good retirement plan looks like. And I know we've had this conversation off camera, but just so we can bring it on camera so that everybody gets a little more insight. <laughs> I, you shared with me that before working here, you really didn't have a goal or a vision for like what your retirement was going to look like, right? You just assumed like, I'm just going to work forever and that's just going to be <laughs> the way it is, right? But hearing and seeing and being around our clients and and other people who who not only have these big goals and dreams for retirement, but we actually get to see them live it out, right? We had a client in the office yesterday. He's talking about selling his house, selling his shop, moving to Texas because that's where his daughter is and he just wants to be closer to his daughter and his grandkids, right? And so and that's a that's a big that's a big deal. Yeah. Um so what does retirement look like for you now that you've kind of had this I don't know, this this door opened. Um, I still joke that I'm going to work until the day of my funeral. <laughs> uh, but it definitely has given me some insight in like what I want my retirement to look like. And not only my retirement, but my legacy that I want to leave for my children. Um, and so for that part, I feel like I've learned a lot where I can tell my kids and teach my kids and kind of say like, well, look at this is why it's important to do this now rather than later. Um, that's been a huge thing, I think, is just realizing like the starting is as, just as important as the planning. That's awesome. And you kind of talked about your kids there. Tell me about Samantha away from the office. What makes you tick? <laughs> what makes you tick? I don't know. Um, I am married. I have a delightful husband. His name is Ricky. And we have three beautiful girls. Um, they are 12, 11, and 9. Rebecca, Emma, and Amelia are my children's names. Uh, we live in 
Mantino, Illinois, and we just bought a house there. Luckily for us, we got in right before the housing market went wild, so we were really thankful for that. I'm a proud cat mama. I got four ba- four little fur babies at home. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, like, I'm a big reader. We walk to the library all the time. Uh, we spend a lot of time outside on our back patio enjoying the weather and our neighborhood. Um, so that's just, you know, that's kind of us. We work and we play. Here's my shocked face that the librarian is an avid reader and a cat person. <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. Uh, <laughs> no, they, all they th- assumed I had a dog. I was like, no, no, uh, I do not. <laughs> that, that I mean, we should have known better, right? That's on us. That's on us. Uh, yeah, you're not the only cat owner in the office, though. I think Jackson's been hoodwinked into a cat or two at this point. <laughs> That's how. How else do you get a cat? Right? You get hoodwinked into getting one. They just show up. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. You are not wrong about that. Um, Being around all the financial advisors, have you realized that maybe something you've done in your past wasn't the best financially? I know it's a lot on your first (laughs) podcast asking you to reveal maybe one of like, what do you think is your biggest financial regret that if you could go back in time that you could maybe do something a little bit different? Okay, so this is going to sound really bad, but going to college, where I went to college, I went to Olivet Nazarene University. Um, It was a really delightful school. I really enjoyed my experience there. I really value the education I received from my professors and the people that invested in me there. But it was so expensive. (laughs) It was so expensive. Um, I wish that I had known that maybe not going to college was an option doing like a trade school or something like that Um, or just kind of choosing a college that was more affordable for me that would have been that's definitely like one of my major regrets in my past life be like baby Samantha don't do that (laughs) well I, I don't think you're wrong there I think a lot of people especially in this landscape maybe are starting to understand that that college isn't a for everyone or that the name on your degree if you get a degree doesn't matter as much as it used to. So a degree from a community college could mean just as much um, as a degree from a prestigious right school. And we're not bad-mouthing all of that here at all. They're just down the street, hometown favorite. We have other uh, Olivet alum here, yes. great school. Just talking about the pressure of 18, 19-year-olds and them being tens of thousands of dollars in debt right away and maybe not understanding what the repercussions of that are later down the line right absolutely all right we've gotten great interns and employees from all of that nothing against them not at all at all (laughs) but yeah i think as as you think through like what that looks like for your kids i know i've spent a lot of time thinking about it and maybe that's because of I'm still a kid at heart and don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I have a little bit of a Peter Pan syndrome. But as I look back in the different things I've done in my life, realizing that as my kids come around, I don't know that college is, number one, the answer, or something that I even want to push them to just because the world could look significantly different, not only in the next 10 years, but in the next 20 years. 
And, um, and who knows if that degree is going to be worth it or a value or there's so much education on YouTube or at community colleges now. Um, or like you said, trade school. I have two brother-in-laws that went to trade school and they do very well right now. And it's such an underappreciated field. Have you thought about that for your girls as they kind of move forward? Yes, I have absolutely told my children that it is not a requirement that they go to college as like a, I don't know what I want to do with my life. So I'm going to go spend four years in college. I've definitely been like, you don't have to do that. You can take a year. You can take the time to really consider what you want to do. I'm like, college doesn't have to be the answer. You can go to a trade school. You can do something else with yourself. Uh, My youngest, who's nine, wants to become a plumber. So watch out, world. I mean, if you've seen the Mario movies, who doesn't want to be a plumber? I mean, you could find another dimension. It could be a world of fun. Um, that's actually how my brother-in-law started. He was a he was a union plumber for a long time before he moved over to HVAC. Um, but uh, it could be a very lucrative career. And there's not many females in that career. There's not. And so we were sure when we were talking about it, our neighbor is, a, you know, he's a union plumber. We love him so much. And she was like, oh, that's what Mr. Mike does, da, da, da. And I was like, you would be the only girl. She was like, nice. <laughs> so, so she's pretty excited about the idea of being a plumber. Now, have you had her like take a plunger and like actually try and fix a toilet at your house? Because that would be a good exercise to be like, do you really <laughs> do, do you really like this uh just to see her reaction if nothing else she's nine we have not done that i may have to set her to task though <laughs> sounds like we've got an experiment for this weekend <laughs> tune in to the next episode of digging in with samantha to find out this is quite the cliffhanger <laughs> to find out if a nine-year-old can unclog a toilet before she becomes a plumber Well, that'll do it for this episode of Digging In. If you want to talk to Samantha about her background or just hear a little bit more about her, feel free to give our office a call. She loves to talk on the phone, right? Absolutely. (laughs) 815-918-4727. That'll do it for this episode of Digging In. Until next time, keep digging in. This was Digging In Podcast, presented by Rooted Wealth Advisors.